Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Labick and I'm your host here on Flip the Script, a podcast where we discuss all the stories that became a film, but started as something a little different. So today we're going to be talking about Little Shop of Horrors, uh, mostly the the like well-known 1986 musical movie. Yeah, and my guest today is my good friend from college and beyond, Rachel Posler. Yeah, and the beyond. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? This musical movie is amazing, so I'm excited. And I feel like yeah. because it's so far away from like current time, you know, because 1986, it's like yeah, so yeah. old now uh, yeah. that we don't really talk about it a lot. We don't, but I think we should because I don't know. I just feel like it reminds me of um, what Trump thinks what would this would be climate. If we cared about climate change, this is what this movie like what this is the reality of what will happen to the Republican Party. Sorry, I'm getting political. I've, <laughs> I've never heard that take on it, but I'm here yeah. for it, dude. Go off. If we care about plants, they will eat us alive. So, yeah. <laughs> true, true. This is the future that vegans want. This is exactly, exactly. We will feed plants our own blood. Uh, and we try and start off every episode with a favorite quote or a moment from yes. the material uh, what do you got, man? Um, Audrey 2, which is the plant, um, the cannibal plant, um, says, I'm a mean green mother from outer space and I'm bad. Um, and I chose that quote because, again, like I'm saying, I think if we started really caring about climate change as a country, I think that Trump thinks that quote will become a reality. So absolutely yeah <laughs> i could see him like live tweeting like if he was watching this like live tweeting yeah <laughs> this is the future that liberals want yeah he'd give audrey to like a shitty nickname <laughs> like aoc because they hate her so oh god <laughs> Bro, we could go off on that I, I am forever mad at how many people are like just jerks to aoc I know. For no reason other than the fact that, like, she, I don't know, does her job. Right? Does it well? I don't know. <laughs> We're getting political. I love it. I'm here for it. But before yeah. we really dive into that, let's sure. <laughs> a little bit of background on the uh, story is, so Little Shop of Horrors, if you haven't seen it, it's a science fiction, horror, musical, parody, satire thing. Um, and it's about this carnivorous plant with a taste for human flesh who, nice. like, beams down from outer space. Um, our main character buys him off of a a Chinese plant retailer. Obviously, it goes, you know, pretty fucking yeah. crazy. Excuse me. I couldn't help noticing that strange and interesting plant. What is it? It's an archery, too. Okay, so Crazy. as far as like the history goes down, most people commonly think that it's an adaptation from the 1982 musical, like written by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Mm -hmm. But actually, and I didn't know this until like fucking 30 minutes ago or whatever. Um, I'm excited. Its origins can actually be traced back to a 1960 movie. Like that was the first iteration. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a movie and then a musical and then a musical movie. Well, th- wow. I did wild. not did not even know that at all. Kind of tells you how how good the 60s movie is that nobody remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's probably why it's my favorite musical movie because it was based off of a movie. And usually musical movies are cheesy. And this is cheesy, but it's... The musical's so cheesy that I think it just works well on screen. So I get, now I know why I like it. Yeah, it it keeps a really good balance between being cheesy and like also kind of serious about some topics, but in like a, in like a lighthearted 80s way. Um, Like as I was rewatching it today, uh, I commented on how Steve Martin, who plays like the sadistic, abusive boyfriend dentist, (laughs) so good. (laughs) I can't even imagine the pitch for that. I feel like, in the writer's room when they came up with this character, just someone showed up hungover and they're like, do you have any like thoughts of who like the villain kind of character should be? And someone's just like, I don't know, like a dentist who rides a motorcycle and is abusive and like (laughs) his kink is hurting people's teeth. And they're just like, bingo. (laughs) I feel like anybody else in that room would be like, dude, do you need some therapy? (laughs) That's so true. But he's, he's excellent. Uh, And Mm. I was remarking today how, that was really great casting because that character, you know, being who he is can be like such a dark, scary character. And he still is, but also mm-hmm. in like that satirical, funny way. He keeps it yeah. light enough that you're like along for the ride. Right. I know. I like weirdly thought it was funny that he wouldn't let Audrey speak. I was like, that's hilarious. Going back to like favorite quote or moment. Mm-hmm. Briefly, my my favorite quote from the movie would be when the boss, or not the boss, but like, there's some business dude who comes in later and he's like, why with the right advertising, this thing could be bigger than hula hoops. And I just like, <laughs> I kind of died inside because I was like, damn, yeah. this really is an 80s movie. <laughs> and That's also so favorite moment, just that whole uh, you'll be a dentist song that Steve does. <laughs> I also just love how he gets high on laughing gas as well. Yeah. So good. And also the Bill Murray scene. It was like kind of like sex, but it wasn't. <laughs> Loved it. Verging on, verging on BDSM, but just PG <laughs> enough to keep it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I read up a little bit and turns out all the Bill Murray stuff was scripted like action wise, but a lot of what yeah. he said wasn't. Like, most okay. of what he was supposed to say was just, like, the screams of pleasure and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Chocolate bar. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill Murray, being the comedic legend that he is, right? improv like, all of these lines to really enhance the moment. Mm-hmm. Which made it hell for the editors, but made it so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was excited for both of them because they were both on SNL together. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this duo. Oh, wait, when? In what I think during that time they were both on SNL and I think they both went to I'm probably lying to your audience um, the Canadian um, what's the what's the what's the what's in Chicago Second City they did Second City I think both in um, Canada but I might be completely wrong um, so they're friends so. I know that. I'm not going to fact check you. I mean, maybe our, <laughs> our listeners will and be like, who is yeah. she? Thinks she knows about this stuff. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's good to know that they're like buddies. I would hope that, you know, all the like white dude comedians of that time 
are good yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? On this topic, really quick, I want to skip ahead. I couldn't think of a good enough trivia question to ask you. Because, like, I try and ask everyone a trivia question. Oh, gosh. But I do have one. Sure. Are you ready for this? Did you, did you study? <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you can, name one other film which includes both Bill Murray and Steve Martin. Oh, God. It's probably, like, I feel like it's a Steve Martin, like, he would be the main protagonist, if I'm thinking. Oh, what's that movie where he's, like... Oh, God, I don't know. Um, I'll just make a guess. <laughs> We're going to make a guess here, America. Is it Ghostbusters? Was I right? Oof. That's no, a good guess. Is it the jerk? Trick question. There are none. There's That's no a- other movie with both Bill Murray and Steve Martin. I can't believe that. That's crazy. I know. Wow. My first thought when I was reading that, I was like, wait, isn't isn't Bill Murray like in Pink Panther or something? But Oh, yeah. No, that was, it was just Little Shop. Little Shop. It's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. I do, the musical, actually, um, the person who plays Audrey, I like better than the actress in this movie because the I can't do the voice. I'm not a fan of. Of Audrey? Audrey's voice in this movie, it's destroys me that actress i don't remember her name yeah but she was also in the tv show pushing daisies which like ran for two seasons in the early 2000s it's amazing yeah if anybody hasn't seen it definitely worth it that's when he he touches people and they die that's him right that show yeah and he can if he touches them again they can come back to life but if they're alive for more than 60 seconds something of equal life value around them will die Wow, what a premise. And they investigate murders, of course. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Of course. It's really good. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, that actress is like, she's extremely unique. And I was always trying to think, or I was trying to think, because um, also on the podcast, I try and talk about like, okay, how would we cast a hypothetical remake? Like if they were going to make another one, Ooh. you know, who would we cast? And I was trying to think about her for the longest time. And I'm just like, like, I don't know. Like Lady Gaga, probably, or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, she yeah. could. And she's from New York, so she could probably put on that voice like that, you know? So I feel like <laughs> she would not do a bad a bad job. But you were know. saying in the musical you like that actress better. Does she do yes. kind of the same thing where she's like high-pitched and then low range? Um, Her voice is, I mean, apparent. I don't know much about this woman but apparently she's huge in the musical world and her voice is like apparently the best so the the songs that the, the musical i like better with her um her voice is still good in the movie but you just cannot beat the musical version of audrey um and yeah her voice isn't as annoying oh my god um which i get it <laughs> but it's just like Seymour, and i'm like oh yeah she does a good job Oh, she would have made out like a bandit if she did, um, like cartoon voicing. Oh, she would have killed Ciaran Doug or something. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? Let's talk for a second about casting. Casting the hypo. You know, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Before we get to that, sure. Casting a hypothetical remake. Uh, again, I usually like to talk about this because it's just fun. And of course, mm-hmm. like they're always going to remake everything. So I want to be that person who's like, called it or like, my idea was better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when coming up with this, 
found out a very unfortunate fact. In January of this year, Full Circle Cinema reported that a remake of the film is in the works. Oh, no way. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, I mean, it does sound kind of exciting. They want to have Taryn Egerton as Seymour, Scarlett Johansson as Audrey. Always. And and Billy Porter as Audrey, too. Oh, I love Billy Porter for that. Okay. He's so... Mm -hmm. I need to see him in more things. But something I kind of want to talk about on that note. So the the fact that Audrey 2 is voiced by a black man and the fact that that character is like technically the only black main character. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can count the, the three chorus women um, yeah. who are amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, other than that, he's the only black character in the film. Yeah. And okay. Anna and I recorded a podcast for Nightmare Before Christmas a couple days ago. Uh-huh which will be released probably after this. So timeline is weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we talked a little bit about how Oogie Boogie being the only like black voice character in that mm-hmm. was like not great because it's like, this is the thing that happens a lot in Hollywood is like more often than not, the only black character in something will be like the villain yeah. and or like an animal character or alien. It's very like othering and very mm-hmm. like, it's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, so I find it interesting that that's kind of the casting that they're looking at right now would be very much the same, like white people as the main characters and then the only black guy so far. Again, we don't know who the actual cast is going to be, but. Yeah, no, I definitely get that because like when I was rewatching it, I forgot that the Audrey 2 was black and I was I literally like audibly went, ooh. I definitely, I definitely think that you could, I mean, you definitely could do the movie with uh, Seymour and Audrey being black. I definitely think that should be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since like the story, because you know, kind of the whole basis for the story is set in like downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row. And, you know, because in the movie, in the movie, the extras, they have like a a balance of like black and white characters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then when it comes to like the main cast of that, they're like white people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping by 2020, we would be better about that. But, you know, right? we've got a long way to go. <laughs> we got, yeah. Did you did you think of who you want to be actually casted in that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of had a couple ideas. I thought Anthony Ramos would be a good Seymour. He was, he played Hamilton's son in Hamilton. Ooh. And he was main character in in the heights because i think like he you know obviously he would have a good singing range and have a good like stage knowledge as far as that goes and he also has that look about him that he could be framed as like this nerdy geeky guy yes i could see his um his girlfriend in real life plays peggy and hamilton so i think those two if you get a couple that would be perfect and she can sing uh, and also she does TV acting as well. So she can do on screen. So I think those two would honestly be great. Oh, hell yeah. And then they would like yeah. already have perfect chemistry. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. I like that, man. It's a good, right? It's a good casting. Yeah. And then I was thinking, um, cause it would be so hard to replace Steve Martin mm-hmm. in his role. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking that Jonathan Groff could do a good ah. sadistic dentist. <laughs> yeah. No, he's great. He also does musicals. I didn't like the show he was in, the crime show. 
the hunt, hunter or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Mine hunter. Oh yeah, mine hunter. Yeah. You didn't like that, really? Well, he was see, he was super boring in that show. It was a good show, but he was just like this. And then I watched him on stage, and he's like very funny. And I was like, I did not see that coming. Um, no, but I think he's yeah, he's a great fit. Yeah, he. It turns out as I was looking up some of this, um, he did play Seymour in a run of the musical. So it's like, Ooh. bro, he's already familiar with the material. He got it. He's off yeah. book. Nice. I feel like Lizzo could also play Audrey too. I feel like she would do a good job with that. Oh, plant. hell yeah. Yeah. Wait, wasn't she, was she in something lately? I feel like, no, or has she not done acting yet? They wanted her to do um, Ursula for The Little Mermaid, but they picked like Melissa McCarthy. Um, but I don't think she's done any acting. Hmm. I don't know. I had no idea that Melissa McCarthy could sing, but that is exciting. Oh, we need just for like a, a minute. You've seen Gilmore Girls, right? Like the TV yeah. show, the <laughs> classic coming of age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was so good in that as Suki. And I remember when she started getting cast and like really lame, like typecasting, like, oh, she's no. like the funny fat girl stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, bro, you've already seen that. She's like ridiculously talented. Why are we yeah. like wasting that? Right. Like- and not to say like the stuff that she did in those roles was still fun and funny, mm-hmm. but like. What was that last one that she did? The one where she was like uh, um, faking historical letters. I never got to see that, but I remember the trailer looked really good. Was it the one where she's like a lesbian writer, that one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she was like nominated, I think, for that. Was she? I think so. Um, yeah, because like, it was like, it was like Bridesmaids, and it was like, let's just put her in a bunch of movies that like, she's like in kind of like in the cia or like a police officer and she's funny and she's moving it's like her and kevin james kind of both had like a similar path and it was like physical like people think physical fat people they're like it's crazy they move and you're just like relaxed okay um audience i'm a big person i'm not like mocking okay (laughs) um and then she's like i'm actually very talented and they're like oh got it Oh, dang. That's right. (laughs) We forgot. (laughs) Don't you always find it interesting, too, that actors tend to get rewarded more when they go from comedy to drama? Yeah. Like, every time I see, like, a a good comedic actor in, like, a a new drama role, they're like, damn, let's nominate them. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you? They were the same. They were great actors before. Like, why? Yeah. Why snub comedy all the time? I know. Well, they always say comedians can do sat- dramas because they're the saddest people, but like serious people, it's harder for them to be funny. So it's like reward them for being funny then if it's hard to do, you know? True. So, I'm saying. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a little shot before us. <laughs> Going back for a second. A couple, couple of the differences that I know, just to talk about this briefly, is mm-hmm. that the original ending was Audrey 2 eats everyone, takes over the planet, like you know, that whole plan where he's like, I'm going to be in every household in America. Like, that basically happens, and he wins. So, bad guy wins. And yeah, that doesn't happen in the movie. In the movie, like, Seymour prevails, fucks up plant guy, and happily ever after. And I read a little bit about this, and I know the director mentioned something. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, we had that original ending, and then test audiences just weren't here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we changed it because also he was saying he was like in a musical you know when you have characters die they still come back for the ending bow so the the audience is like ah uh, yeah they died but like our people blah 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 
Yeah. And he was like, and you can't really do that in a movie because the, the death is more permanent. Yes. Which makes sense, but I've never really thought about it that way. Wait, so in the movie ending, the, the Audrey 2 takes over, right? No, no. In the, in the movie ending, it's like the happy ending. In the movie ending is where Seymour like finishes the job. And then he's like, come on, regular Audrey. Let's go live happily ever after. Oh, okay. I thought he gets eaten alive. Wait. Wait a minute. I know I just watched this today, but I don't I don't want to be wrong on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna BRB, just Googling this quickly. No, you're good. In the ending of Little Shop of Horrors, that screened in theaters in 1986, alien plant Audrey 2 is defeated. The music swells. Seymour emerges from the dust and rubble, adjusts his glasses, and whisks Audrey to the generic comforts of the 1960s suburbia. Yeah, so it is It is what? the happy ending. I must have... I, I must end the movie before. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Well, they're, they're um, both dead, We're experts, though, right? guys. It's okay. They're both, they're both dead, though, right? They come back to life? No, they, they don't die. Ever. At all. They get eaten. Oh, they don't have teeth, so maybe they... Okay. I sorry. Hot? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, okay. Classic um, Hollywood happy ending there. Yeah, I feel like we're getting better with that though. Yeah, like in the '80s, you need a happy ending, and I feel like now it's like people can die, and we're like, that was amazing because we're not expecting it, you know. Especially when you look at Infinity War and Endgame, and you're so used to like Marvel characters coming back to life, and then mm-hmm. in Endgame, they're finally like, no, a couple of them. Are dead for good. Yeah. Only a couple of them, though. Everybody else, miraculously fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Game of Thrones definitely changed the game of, like, happy endings. Oh, my God. Yes. Everyone you love will die. Right? So I'm, I'm hoping that the new Little Shop of Horrors movie is going to stick to the musical ending. Um, just because us as people, we don't need, we don't, happy endings aren't reality they can be but you know sad shit happens you know that's true if you've ever read or seen silver linings playbook which we actually did an episode with a few weeks back a big kind of theme specifically in the book of that is talking about how you know the whole time he has this hope he's like i'm gonna have my happy ending blah 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 blah. and he's also reading books that have very dark endings and he's like what nobody wants a dark ending blah 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 and he you know he kind of comes to accept the fact that like it's not so binary there's no like happy ending sad ending it's kind of just life yeah somewhere in between wow good time go listen to that episode go read that book my roommate joey loves it would recommend all right i'll check it out Oh my god, and you know what? I feel like Jennifer Lawrence... Ooh, you know what? No. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I was gonna say, like, Jennifer Lawrence could make a good character in this, but... Ooh. (laughs) Is that a hard no? Is that... I just... I... Her personality is just, like, like, it's still, like, I eat a large pizza. It's, like, one of that humor, and it's, like, it's not funny anymore. You know what I mean? But she's a good actress. She's also, like, kind of, I think, retired now. I mean, not really. She'll do stuff, but she like she got married kind of recently. Mm. She's like, I think she's like thirty now, so she's at that time of life where she's like, you know what? Yeah. I've I've made a lot of money. I don't need to do everything ever. Yeah, she did a lot very quickly, so I get that she's burnt out. Mm. Yeah. Something else I want to talk about in relation to Little Shop 
uh, is so the opening crawl in the movie, there's like this opening narration uh, and it goes on the 23rd day on the month of September in a decade not too long before our own. First of all, the style is like clearly a spoof of the Star Wars opening crawl, like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I love because 80s sci-fi mentioning other 80s sci-fi is like my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's also my birthday. That's very ironic. Is it really? The 23rd <laughs> of September? September. Bro, that's, that's soon, dude. That's like a couple days Two after. Two weeks. As of the time that this episode is released, we'll be on the 25th. Oh my god, I'll be 26. Yes, guys, wish Rachel Posler a happy 26th birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. She is <laughs> killing it out here in LA. <laughs> Climbing up the, the comedy ladder. We're trying, we're trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, little shop of horrors, though. <laughs> right, right. There's so much about that that was really really fun also Mm -hmm. something that i feel like we don't get enough in cinema nowadays is like silhouette moments you know there's the moment the first time seymour like gets involved in kind of violent stuff is when uh the dentist dies on his own accord Mm. and he brings the body back and he has to chop it up for audrey audrey too yeah so there's this cool like dramatic moment where they're not showing him actually cutting up the body they show like his shadow and the axe in his hand and there's lightning and he like slams it down um and there's another moment where real audrey is going home with her abusive boyfriend and they go like the camera stays outside of the apartment but they go inside the apartment and into like the first window um so they're silhouetted when steve barton's character like starts to beat her kind of thing Ooh, yeah. yeah and it's like i feel like that's a really that's another kind of fun way to sort of dumb down the violence in this to keep it more not really like kid friendly but kid enough friendly yeah and i think i also just think like that's a technique i have not seen used in a lot of modern cinema is having like a mm-hmm. like a detached kind of silhouette moment but it's a really fun thing to do also very reminiscent of musicals because you can do that in musicals you can do like silhouette stuff very easily with the curtains and the lighting so it was a fun little callback there Mm. yeah um this is i think this is definitely my favorite musical movie i'm gonna say it straight up Ooh. also um interesting fact frank oz directed the little shop of horrors movie frank oz who most people know as Yoda or Miss Piggy or a couple of Sesame Street characters like he's and he directed this which is like so yeah so out of left field uh fits his vibe though for sure oh yeah like the quirky puppets yeah (laughs) love it honestly could see that as a Muppet movie sorry no you're good yeah I could definitely see I would love it if we brought back like Jim Henson to when they do that whole like new remake mm-hmm. that'd be nice but this one the 86 was not jim henson it was some other company which is crazy because like mm-hmm. as far as we know isn't jim henson pretty much like the only slash the biggest like puppet company of the time yeah yeah and i don't even have the name of the other one i didn't even write it down <laughs> i just <laughs> i just remembered it was not jim henson uh-huh but I do have small fun fact on that note. Jim Henson's daughter is in the film. She makes like a cameo. 
Oh, is she yeah. like one of the people from the song Skid Row? Because that's when I feel like that's when there's the most people on screen. I think so. Have you ever listened to that song while like driving through downtown? Skid Row. I listen to Skid yeah. Row all the time. Yes. Um, Good. Unreal. If you had to choose a favorite song from this movie slash musical, what would it be? Skid Row. I. <laughs> it's just like the well, the that music- was too easy. It's so good. But also, I mean, I'll be like working sometimes and I'll be like, little shop. I'll sing that too all the time. Yeah, the three girls are the best. And I think finding the recasting for them is going to be, I think, hardest for them, which I hope Hollywood, I hope you do it right. I would love to see them be almost like even a little bit bigger. I know they were like yes. well dispersed throughout the film, especially, mm-hmm. you know, they have that moment where they're like talking to Audrey and they're like, girl, dump him. He's yeah. not a good guy Mm -hmm. anything else you got to uh or do you want to just talk about with the film i don't know i just love i just love this i think this movie is so good um it's i don't know i just don't think hollywood's doing really that besides a mama mia blah 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 um musical movies just aren't this one is just deep it's just so i don't it's so good it's just, it's like simple. It looks like it's a set. Like, I don't believe that it's reality. It's just, that's what I, I just love it. It's perfect. Because um, I feel like nowadays they want, they want to make it so, so realistic and so for movies that it's just like, I don't know, it's more cheesy for me. Um, yeah. And like, there should definitely be like a fun component to it. Yeah. They could definitely remake this and make it more horror or make it like rated r you know yeah blood splattering everywhere kind of like mm-hmm. closer to a sweeney todd type thing yes which yeah. honestly would be kind of cool but i do hope that they keep it in like the same fun yeah fun murder that it is you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 disturbing in the way that the the music is so upbeat it's like semi-charmed by third eye blind the song's actually really sad, but the way that they sing it is so upbeat that you're like, this is a fun song. Like, that's the, that is the musical. People are being eaten alive, but because the musical is so upbeat, you're like, this is fun. And that's, this is why Trump thinks, this is the, this is the reason they don't believe in global warming. I'm just going to say it's right Amazing. Now. Yeah. Because of uh, carnivorous plants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. Good. You know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. i wish i had more to talk about with like the similarities and the differences between everything um but i did not watch the 1960 movie since i just found out about it like today yeah i didn't even know it existed i don't even think i don't think it's a musical i think it's just like the baseline movie too like i don't think it has any kind of song oh is it funny or is it just dark? I don't Probably even... not. Let's see. No. Internet. What do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> uh, Wikipedia. All right. All right. So, I, yeah, I guess it's funny. It says it's an American horror comedy film. Okay. Probably a couple of laughs in there. Oh, yeah. And I did I did want to mention this. Um, it's possible that the story goes back even further. And it could have possibly been influenced by Arthur C. Clarke's 1956 sci-fi short story titled The Reluctant Orchid, which even that story was inspired by a 1905 H.G. Wells story 
the flowering of the strange orchid. And I guess moral of the story is plants have been eating people since 1905. Wow. This is like, it's basically like Frankenstein. It's been around forever, but, you know, we just haven't heard about it. What if we just remixed it? What if we mixed Little Shop of Horrors with Frankenstein? So, like, the plant ate bodies and then spit out, like, the parts that he didn't like, and that (laughs) became Frankenstein. Wow. And they lived happily ever after. Honestly, I feel like if you Google it enough, you'll definitely find like an 1865 and it'll be like, uh, this is the truth. Frankenstein and Little Shop are connected. It's a whole universe, you know? Everything's connected. Like, oh my God. I even read that She's the Man was from like the 1800s. I was like, what? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, shit. I feel like, was that the one based on Taming of the Shrew? No, no, no. The 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Based on Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Also a good one. Yeah crazy my god i did not know that this movie has been just flying around for hundreds of years i love how you can always trace modern stories back to something else right i love and hate it at the same time like on one hand i'm like oh my god that's so cool on the other hand it's like you know because as far as we are now in film times we have all of these remakes and sequels and stuff and we're all so so very tired Mm -hmm. of seeing like the same thing on screen over and over again yeah i don't know man i go back and forth with that sorry going on a tangent here but like no it's true i go back and forth with that there are some times where i'm like yes some stories it's nice that they remake because then like younger generations get the opportunity to experience this and learn these lessons from these stories but then yeah on the flip side it's just like we have so many so many original stories that aren't being brought to the screen yeah that we should yeah and it's it's because the people that write these the people that are in charge right now they are not relatable to people like us they are literally so rich and so powerful that they cannot dim themselves down so they just do remakes instead you have young people who have the best ideas but you just want to keep using the same people who are now unrelatable because they're literally not living in an actual reality. They're just getting rides to Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? It's big limousine. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the classism in filmmaking. (laughs) Cause like, Oh man, a big pet peeve that I have, cause I'm a film director, you know, burgeoning film Mm -hmm. director, getting better, doing actual things more and more. I mean, not right now, because, like, Rona. But anyways, as, like, a young film director growing into the business, I hate when big-name directors get asked the question, they're like, what piece of advice would you give young filmmakers? Every fucking time, their answer is, they're like, just pick up a camera and make a movie. And you're like, bro, you have... You're using an Ari Alexa... That costs more than my entire college education. Yeah. And your budget is in the millions. And it's a low budget. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yes, on one hand, we have great technology in our phones to be able to like kind of do stuff. But you can't say that that is the same thing. That that will get you the same place as, mm-hmm. you know, these million dollar big budget kind of things. Exactly. In reality, they should have just said... Well, just be lucky enough that your sperm um, came from very rich parents who got you into Stanford, um, and then your rich parents knew other people who gave you connections. 
um, and you made your way to the top because um, of your rich parents, you know, right? Just pick up a camera. Let's go to Costco and <laughs> go to get a, go to Costco. Kodak. Get a GoPro. <laughs> Make a flip book out of Polaroids. There you go. Stop motion. <laughs> and sell it to Warner Brothers. Just go in there, drive in there. You got it. Hey, pause. Okay, so if I was going to just pick up a camera and yeah. remake Little Shop of Horrors with you, who would you want to be? Um, Asking for a friend. Uh, honestly, if we could turn... Um, I feel like I would be a good Seymour. So if we turn Seymour into uh, maybe a lesbian or... If we make the dentist into a woman, those two characters, I would, I would be. Can we do both? We'll do like we'll a. We'll do both. <laughs> we'll do an Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Super low budget. We only have to pay one actor. Right. Steven Spielberg is like, hey, uh, you pick up a camera, use the same actor for six roles. Golden. <laughs> <laughs> Film. 80, 85 miles out of LA so you don't have to pay for locations. Right? And then we can just pick up some branches and some trees and then just build a halo around me and I'll be I'll be um, <laughs> Audrey too as well. <laughs> Damn. I love it. Yeah. We are the rags to riches story right there. Uh, and on that note that's not on that note at all. I don't know why I had that transition. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap this guy up about anything, anything at all? Anything at all. Um, gosh, uh, I take care of the environment, I guess would be, I mean, this movie is about taking care of plants. We're not feeding them blood, but just, just be nice to them. Um, corporations are ruining our ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> But this is, I think, still to this day, the best musical movie that I have seen. Um, I love cheesy 80 movies, and I, I hope the remake's going to be amazing, but I'm not going to have high hopes because I like the 80 version so much. And Hollywood, let's stop remaking films. Let's start making new ones. Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's a lot of closing thoughts. I have ADD. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's perfect uh, you get a little bit of everything in there i love it. Got it all right well thank you for being here man you know we got i think we have at least one other episode lined up that we'll see you on and we'll get oh, to yeah yeah that one's gonna be dark <laughs> i'm excited yeah the next one uh for anybody listening the next one that pause and i want to talk about is schindler's list so a little very different similar little shop of horrors <laughs> yeah, but, uh, super yeah. similar genre um <laughs> But I, I am genuinely really excited for that one because when I had that written down as a topic, I was like, nobody's going to want to do this. Nobody. And then Rachel Posler, easily one of the funniest, if not the funniest people that I know, oh, is like, you know what I really want to talk about, guys? <laughs> Schindler's List. We'll make it funny, though, Kim. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Never. Right. All right. It would be so sad. <laughs> I feel like we're just going to have an awkward time trying to talk about it and not <laughs> not make terrible jokes. So look forward to that. Yes. Anyways, thank you again. Appreciate it, man. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for your time and your ears. And don't forget to tune into next week's episode of Flip the Script. Peace out. <laughs>